0: to the cash-based practice owners interview series where I, Dr. Morgan Meese PT, am interviewing different clinicians across the country who practice in a variety of ways, but all outside of being in network with insurance. The world of entrepreneurship and business for healthcare professionals is full of knowledge, creativity, and amazing people just like you who wanted something different. If this sounds like you and you're ready to get your business off the ground, please find me on Facebook in the cash-based healthcare entrepreneurs group or on my website at morganneese.com. I would love to speak with you. So please join me as I interview our guest today. In this week's episode, our friend and fellow therapist, Brad Cody, put on a free masterclass live right in Morgan's Facebook group. In this masterclass, He covered the three-step process you must have to have profitable Facebook ad campaigns, what a successful campaign looks like, how to choose the right campaign objective and what each is used for, and the most important aspects of an ad that converts. We know there's a lot of therapists out there who would love to use Facebook ads as part of their marketing strategy, but either don't know where to start or have attempted them without the results they thought they would get. Brad is here to get you started on the right foot. Let's go ahead and get started. Um, Welcome, everybody, to our first live masterclass I think that we've had in this group, um, besides me just showing up and talking. Um, So I'm really, really excited to have um, our good friend Brad Cody back. Um, So welcome back to the group.
1: Awesome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Super excited for this.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, So today, you guys, as you have seen and we've been talking about for the past week, um, we are going to be talking about Facebook ads today and how to actually... (laughs) use them and get results from them to help get patients in your practice. Uh, So Brad has a lot of stuff that he's planning on sharing with us today. I do have some questions that I took from you guys over the past couple of days. Um, So please, if you're watching, whether it's live or on the replay, if you do have other questions, just go ahead and comment and we will answer them as we go. Sound good?
1: Awesome.
0: Cool. Let's go ahead and get started with Brad introducing himself.
1: Sure. So. Um, thanks everyone for having me super excited to be able to um, share some of these tips and uh, strategies. So um, I'm a health practitioner myself and uh, I've, you know, been in the marketing business kind of sales world for quite a long period of time, industry all together for about um, 13 years. I think this may be my 14th year. So one thing that I've really like started to to dive into was, especially as I was growing is I needed to be able to bring in new patients Now, in terms of, uh, you know, marketing, I always say we need to have multiple channels and so on. And one of those channels I've always been using was Facebook. So Facebook is a great way to be able to generate leads as well as being able to get patients in and broadcasting messages for very, very cheap cost. Now, uh, the, the challenge can be, is that there's more people that are kind of entering this world. So. With that, there's more people, more competition for ads, but at the end of the day, it's still significantly cheaper than old school marketing where we had to go put uh, you know, ads out or direct mailers. So if you look at the, uh, the, the other things that people used to do for marketing, um, like direct mail, you're looking at minimum 1,500 bucks, probably around $2,000 to be able to do an actual campaign. Facebook, you can have a couple campaigns for a couple hundred dollars a month and generate thousands of dollars in profits, as well as being able to get lots of patients coming in. Now, I figured what would make the most sense is really talking about the the overall foundations of profitable Facebook ads to begin with. So, myself, I've spent over 250k. I think I'm around like 280 thousand dollars in terms of spending my own money. So, I've always been an advocate for making sure that you are, uh, you know, really taking care of your marketing as a, especially as a startup. Uh, but really taking over your marketing so you have control over that. I'm not a huge fan of hiring agencies. Often they'll charge people you know, 500, 1000, 2000 a month, and then you end up managing $500 ad spend and they're really just copying and pasting the same sort of ads for every single person. So I really advocate for people to take control over their marketing. And Facebook is something that's really simple that you can be able to use. Um, and I'm gonna be sharing some of these baseline strategies um, with you. So, sound good?
0: Sounds good to me. I'm excited to learn.
1: Awesome. So yeah, I figured we kind of kick off and talk a little bit about the overall kind of strategy and and a bit about like Facebook ads and like what they are and what they aren't. Because there's a lot of misconceptions that I get with people where it's like, hey, uh, I want new patients. So I'll just put a random Facebook ad out and say, hey, I'm a physical therapist or I'm a massage therapist, uh, buy my stuff. And the reality is, is that those types of things just really don't work that well. And if they do, send me a message because I'd love to learn a little bit more about what industry or, or you know, who you're targeting or whatever. In my experience, they don't work well. So I always like to start and say say this. Um, marketing is not manipulation or persuasion um, turning a no into a yes. And I think that that's a big uh, misconception that people have is like, hey, if I put an ad out, I'm just going to get droves of people coming into me. The reality is is that you still need to follow the principles of marketing. It's not like Facebook is this magical platform where you put an ad out and all of a sudden you get clients coming in. Um, The better you get at it and the more you understand, the easier it does get. So the goal really at the fundamental starting point, and we're not going to get into a lot of details here. Morgan's got more than enough help to help you with your target niche and messaging and all that stuff. Um, But really fundamentally, you need to identify the need of the prospect or the person you're trying to attract and provide them a solution. So you've gotta find customers or patients, prospects who are already saying yes and bought into some capacity. Because if you're trying to convince them to buy your massage or physical therapy, appointment, care or whatever it is, um, then you're not focusing on that solution. So you've gotta get dialed in with who specifically you're trying to target what problem that you can solve that they have and giving them an offer that makes sense for them to want to be able to mitigate the risk of starting something new or putting themselves out there. So Morgan he can help you with that type of stuff. I covered a bit in in terms of the programs that, that I go into details with, but we're gonna we're just going to save that for another day. So we're going to assume that we know who your target market is and you've got that problem that you solve and, um, and you've got some sort of offer that can help them resolve that, whether that's a treatment or a package plan of care, whatever it is. So there's three main problems with traditional marketing, um, you know, with traditional marketing by marketing to everyone. The first is it's generic and boring. So when you put ads out and I see them all the time, get your massage. We're now open. Uh, physical therapy is for everyone. Get back to health. The problem is, is that everybody's seeing these message, this messaging and it's not compelling. It doesn't stand out specifically to me. It's what I call a, a broadcast kind of statement. Everyone knows it's just random. It's like, it's not thought through or anything. And the problem is, is that you can either be a part of the noise or you can choose to stand out. You will also have to sell harder in every single transaction and it will take more effort because, you um, buying is the buying is not quite understood by your ideal patient. Um, and your, your ideal patient is not understood by you. So because you're out of alignment, you're going to end up having a bunch of random people who do either don't know quite know what you do. So you get unqualified people, or you're going to have to discount heavily in order to get people to come in to see you. Now I'm not necessarily against discounting in the right context, but the way that most people do it and the way that i see most people running physical therapy ads or massage ads is the wrong context they're using the discount as bait because their marketing sucks and their messaging sucks so they're using that to compensate for the fact that they don't have a good offer and they didn't want to do the good work of targeting and all these other problems before that's you sorry but we'll that's why you're here to get better so We want to basically not attract those terrible patients, and that's what generic boring messaging does. So the next thing that we really want to be able to do is we want to be able to um, really stand out in the marketplace because selling becomes easier. People start coming to you. You put yourself in a position of what I call uh, uh, positioning instead of prospecting. Prospecting is the used car salesman. Buy from me, buy this and whatnot. Positioning is like You're seeing as the expert people are starting to seek you out. They're opting into your ads. There's less friction in the sales process. The reality is, is that patients or clients really only want to work with the top level people, and that's partly because we always want to work with experts and we associate experts with getting a better result or being more preeminent. And if you look at brands, um, one of my favorite ever is Rolex because they are the worst at marketing ever. But they have so much preeminence, they can do whatever they want. So I was watching where people literally want to buy a specific watch. If you're not a watch person, it's not going to make sense. But there's a watch called the Daytona. And it's one of the most popular watches right now from Rolex. They only make a certain amount per year because it takes them a year to hand-build them and so on. Um, So there's so limited quantity that Rolex basically says, listen, unless you bought other watches from us before, you're not getting this one. So they have so much preeminence, people are seeking them out that they'll pay $20,000, $30,000 more for these watches because they want direct access to them and they will be willing to pay the price for it. Or they'll buy two or three other watches that they don't want just to get that one. So we wanna get into a position where people seek us out and it becomes less of a conversation about having to discount, pricing and all that other stuff. So the easiest way to really do this is get honed in on your market of who you're trying to attract, what is the main problem that they have and create a offer that's going to be compelling for them to want to get into that. Does that make sense?
0: Makes sense to me. You yeah. know, I think that like it's, it's so important to get like that market, market down and like include in there, you know, that you are talking to people who are willing to invest in their health, you know, like if you were trying to charge them out of pocket, you know, versus like a population that maybe isn't, um, you know, and like you're talking about, like if you can get that marketing piece down and then also like create that, that preeminence so that you're looked at as the expert, we don't have to worry about the pricing, you know, it just, it is what it is and they'll pay you, you'll do the services and it will be great.
1: Of course. And I always say, people pay for solutions they don't pay for service no one cares mm. about physical therapy no one cares about massage after yeah. no one wakes up caring about that it's just the tool to deliver the outcome that they want to feel healthier to have less pain to be able to get back to playing sport to have independence you know and, and be able to live life on their own terms those are the things that people are looking for so we want to start changing our mindset our advertising our marketing message to reflect that so I know we didn't necessarily speak directly to Facebook there, but it's really important to understand those foundational components, because if you skip those, you will have ineffective marketing and you will have ads that don't work. And that's where you're going to put out an ad and say, I hear this all the time. Facebook ads don't work. And I asked the person, okay, well, what didn't work? I put one ad out for three days and I spent $10 on it and it didn't get me any leads okay, well, number one, that's not a good enough of a strategy to get any information. And number two, um, you, didn't, you didn't follow any sort of platform. You just put out a random offer and expected people to opt in for it. And people don't even know who you are, for example. So it's not that Facebook ads didn't work. It's that you didn't have the right strategy. I've spent you know, a lot of money over 250 grand on ads. And I can tell you that they work. And I've generated hundreds of thousands of dollars in my own businesses from this as well as clients have adapted these strategies so definitely got to get dialed in having the right strategy and get that foundation set in if you need help with it morgan i i'm sure it has be able to help you get that dialed in
0: yeah for sure
1: so now we'll kind of talk a little bit about is there any questions on that morgan in the, the
0: chat? um we have a question for later from lizette about like what. Good books can she read? So I don't know if you want to speak to that now, but, uh, no, we'll cover that
1: one. Just uh, put that in the, in the table and we'll cover that one there. Um, so now we'll talk a little bit about the ad. So what it kind of, what it is and what it isn't. So people think that the ad itself, if I put an ad out, I'm going to get clients. The reality is, is that there's different segments of the ad that have different responsibilities. So the purpose of the ad itself is to get the click and the click could be filling out a lead form. We're gonna be talking about some objectives here in a couple minutes. It could be filling out, going to the landing page and filling out information, whatever it might be. Um, The goal of the landing page, that could be a lead form, it could be a landing page or an opt-in page that you sent them to in a conversion ad. The goal there is to get the opt-in. So when we look at the ad itself, the purpose is really to get the click. So in order to get someone to click, the first thing that needs to happen is I need to get their attention. If I don't get their attention, then I'm never going to be able to get the person to click because they're gonna scroll right past me. Now, Facebook is disruptive marketing. People are going on there to you know, look at pictures of cats, interact with their family, watch, play games. You know. They're not going on there to be like, you know what, my business sucks and, and, and I need to get help on, with my business or my back really hurts, I'm gonna to go to Facebook to try to figure out a solution for it. People are getting a little bit more towards that, that's why Facebook's pushing groups and so on, um, but it's not, it's not there like Google or YouTube and so on. So the purpose of the ad, we need to get their attention. The best way to get their attention, and arguably uh, Nick Kuzmich, who's a fellow Canadian of mine and a Facebook expert, says about 80% of the ad's effectiveness has to do with the image or video because the image or video is pattern disruption and gets people to stop. So we need to understand the person's behavior. People are scrolling aimlessly, they're seeing tons of text, photos, all that other stuff. So the commodity that you're fighting for here is attention, not other competition or businesses or ads and all that other stuff. You gotta get their attention and you need to view that with an effective image. Now, in order to do that, you want to be able to select an image that will provoke emotion to the to the person, um, and it doesn't necessarily need to be a medical-based image, but it could be something that gets someone to stop. Now, I will say there's a difference between clickbait. Like if you put a picture of like I don't know, like a meme or something like that, like sure people are going to stop and look at it, but they're not necessarily you got their attention, but you're. The next one that we talk about is connection. You're not going to have that connection. It's not going to convert. So, yeah, you can use like scary images or like images that are going to, going to stop people. But we want to think about the overall journey. If someone stops, the next thing that we need them to do is, is to read where we can build the connection. So first thing, we need to use imaging. And part of that is testing. The first thing that I test with that is the image. If I don't nail the image, then the copy and, all, and the offer and all this other stuff is not going to work. So nail the image, you've got to have something that's going to uh, provoke an emotional reaction, ideally building on the story. Um, so people will start to take action based on the emotion. So if you look at like, if you posted, this is example, you'll see these ads a lot where it's like people post a picture of a guy staying in front of a Lamborghini. The reason that people are posting that is it's, it, the car is, is not, it's, it's, It's the emotional reaction behind it. Oh, this guy or girl, they're super successful. I want that lifestyle. I want that freedom. And they're going through all this stuff in their mind about what that relationship could be like. Meanwhile, the person could have just rented it. I know I I use an app called Turo. And when I would travel when the world wasn't locked down, every place I went, I went to Turo and I go rent these cars because, you know, I didn't, it was a fun experience. It's better than buying like a Chevy Cruze or, you know, crappy (laughs) car from the, from the dealership. It's just more exciting. So that's what people do. But we're building this emotional-based story that's that's deeper inside and eliciting us to be able to do it. So Nick Kuzmich says, and I really like this, is if you couldn't use any words to or any copy, all you had was the button and the image, what image would you use to get the message across so that way people would want to learn a bit more? And I I try to think about that when I'm doing my ads. So first thing we need to do, get their attention, use a good image uh, that's going to get that emotional story and dial that in. Next. Um, Were any questions on that, Morgan? No,
0: I think that's awesome Um, because like that's something that I've been like learning a lot from um, Paul Paul Goff recently is like when it comes to like your marketing and your advertising and everything like appealing to people's emotions and like talking about like the what and the why. Um, you know, and then like the who with like, you know, who you're targeting and everything and like what their life is like, it's so much more impactful and important and yields so many more results than just like posting, you know, for example, like exercise video after exercise video, after exercise video and explaining the why of like PT, OT, whatever it is, you know, because people don't really care about like the how, because like, if they agree with the what and the why and the who, like. Like they'll kind of just fall into line with the how. And I feel like sometimes with advertising, um, you know, that's one thing that people get stuck on is in in their like image or their copy or whatever it is, they'll explain the how, like it's, you know, it's PT, and like this is how it works. Um, you know, versus trying to appeal to that emotion.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's what we really really want to be able to do is tie in that emotion with the image so we can really capture the attention. So the um, the next thing that we do, it, that the ad needs to do, is it needs to build connection. And this is what you are just talking about. It needs to not give the how. No one cares about that. First, we're going to do an assessment and then that. The connection, what you're really trying to do is you're trying to improve your preeminence, the, the know, like, and trust, by connecting with those ideal prospects. So one of the most effective ways to do this is start your ad with a yes question. Because when you ask a yes question, the mind has this subconscious, I can't remember what the terminology is, but there's, the mind is subconsciously is trying to answer that question. So there are a lot of people that teach, um, and there is some context for this where they say, hey, local area that you serve, or hey, seniors in this area, or like whatever. They're calling out a specific population. I actually find that not as effective as asking a question like, uh, that's that's more specific, like dealing dealing with low back pain can be frustrating, can't it? Like where I'm getting someone to opt in so that their mind is going to ultimately start to read more. So having that really ha- clear headline that starts with asking a yes is a really good way to start this. It's contextual for sure. We're not going to get into all the, the nitty gritty details, but it's a really good way to start off an ad, especially if you don't have a lot of preeminence in your area. So the yes gets people to start positive. It gets um, them to see you in more of a positive light and it gets them to snap themselves out of the situation that they're in because their brain is going to be searching for the answer. Well, yeah, it does suck to have low back pain. Okay. What's, what's next. So Mm -hmm. it also helps you to do three things. One, it qualifies the prospect a bit more because if I'm saying, Hey, Living with back pain can be a drag, can it? Well, if I don't have a low back pain, I'm gonna say, nope, next cat video. Um, but <laughs> if I have back pain, my brain's gonna be like, yeah, that sucks. Um, yeah. Next, it builds you as authority by setting the tone. So it puts you in a better position of positioning yourself and more power and, and asking the question instead of answering. And that's really a big difference between when I go into sales, um, when I help people kind of with their sales process, it's prospecting versus positioning, and if I can put myself in a power position of asking the questions, it positions me as the expert instead of if I'm uh, if I'm asking if uh, I'm answering the questions and they're leading, then I'm into the prospecting. So that immediately, if you have problems with sales, will help you. Um, maybe that's a, another one. So
0: we have the some questions.
1: yeah, so I mean, it, it's the the next thing into there is we really want to be able to. Um, focus on building a bit of future pacing and future pacing is getting them to focus on the solution or outcome that they can end up getting. So great. You know, living a back pain can be a dry can it? Well, this is why I created this program to help people get out of low back pain so they can get back to playing sports without pain anymore. Or That's really bad headline, but or in kind of the, the lead in, but you know, uh, I'm on the I'm on the hopper right now for just making up. So, but you want to have something like that that builds a bit of a story, and then yeah. you can say, well, this is why I created this program. In this program, it's been it's helped a hundred different patients get out of the back pain fast so they can get back to playing golf and improving their swing, pain free. If you want to learn a little bit more about this, this is what you get. I've got five vouchers or five offers or whatever it might be. You can you can utilize the offer depending on what it is. Maybe it's a voucher. Maybe it's not a discount. Maybe it's a webinar workshop. So on. But we want to build a bit of a uh, story there, so that way we can um, build it. Now, one of the easy copywriting formulas is triple F. Feel, felt, found. I know how you feel. I felt the same way too until I found this. So I could be saying, living with back pain can be a dry cannon. Well, I, I know how you feel because I dealt with hundreds of other patients and I actually suffer from low back pain myself. And we all felt the same way that you do now. There's no hope. I'm going to feel like this forever. And it just sucks. This is way life goes. Until I found out my specific process for treating. And all of a sudden, I was able to get myself out of back pain. And that's why it inspired me to help other patients and so on and so on. So those are different examples of a really simple way that you can use that formula to bridge into the gap. I personally find these a little more effective in terms of building a bit more uh direct this with the ad to get conversions then the typical what i call agency here's your va- call out the a- audience here's your voucher this is why we're doing it here's the call to action click that's pretty much a typical op- agency if anyone's running an agency here sorry i gave away your trick um, that's pretty <laughs> much I mean. so not everyone but i typically see people spend a lot of money to get the same ads that are not that great um, mm-hmm. so Number two Um, to summarize is connection. Question
0: from the audience too.
1: Got it. Yeah. Sure. Fire.
0: Um. So going back a little bit, um, we had a question about how to test an image, um, and if there's any costs to test an image.
1: Yeah. So there would be a cost to test it because that would be an ad that you'd be running, um, and. Uh, we can go through, if we have some time today, I'll go through kind of like set it, how I set them up or sort of structure ads. Um, but I like to test different types of images because uh, I know that that's pretty much like one of the most important parts to get someone's attention. That's really the first step. Um, so I'll, I'll give you some insight in terms of how I do that. Uh, so first one, we want to get attention. Second, we want to get connection. Uh, I'll give you a bit of that script. I'll start with yes and get into uh, the three apps. Uh, I know how you feel. I felt the same way until I discovered this. It's a good way to kind of get in the script. So the last thing that we need to have in a successful ad, now that we've caught their attention, we built some connection and some interest with what you've got there, we need them to take an action. So the action is obviously important because if we don't tell them what to do next, we're not gonna get the, the next result and this, as simple as it seems, is a really big thing that people mess up. You want to have a clear call to action and one call to action. I see posts where it's like, hey, check out my blog post and click here and call here and do this. Tell people to do one thing. And um, what I like to be able to say for for the action is you want to be able to tell someone exactly what to do. Click the button below to claim your voucher. Click the button below to register for the webinar. Uh, Click below to... Uh, schedule your call, tell them specifically what action you want them to do. Click here, click here and go to this page to opt in, like whatever you want them to do, be very clear and say one call to action. Usually the ads are not as bad, but it's when I get to landing pages, especially when people put their website to like a scheduling rebooker and I could, you know, look at your blog and about us. like it's too distracting. That's why click funnels and lead pages and all those do so well because it's one thing that they're focusing on a squeeze page or a basic landing page, it has one action. Give me your contact information. Remember, if they're being sent to a lead ad, that's Facebook's own landing page, or if they're doing a conversion ad and you're sending them to a landing page or an opt-in page, the goal of that opt-in page is to get the person's contact information. The goal of the thank you page or the sales page is to take the next, take the next action. Maybe that's book a call with you, schedule an appointment, watch the webinar or whatever. So it's really important to go back and and look at what is the purpose of each role there. Now the ad itself, I like to just be very clear on the call to action and make sure that that's super, super simple. And I generally have it once in the body of the ad or the the ad copy, and then I'll also have it down in the headline uh, section as well. There are a couple couple of things that I utilize sometimes like uh, scarcity, so I sort of tell people like, hey, we've got this many vouchers left. Like if we're running an actual program, I mean, we can't take that many. So we might have 20 vouchers or something, which is actual real scarcity. Um, but there's other things that you can add into it. But for sake of time today, we'll just kind of leave it at that. So we want to capture someone's attention with the image. We want to get connection with our good headline, starting with the yes, doing the three Fs. And we want to have a clear call to action with what step we want them to take. And note that the act call to action for the ad is to click, get the click, click here to learn more. They click there. They might go to the landing page or the lead ad page on Facebook. And then that is the, the goal. There is to get their contact information. So it's two separate things. Don't let the ad do everything. It will not be super successful. Make sense.
0: Makes sense. Just one step at a time. Cause that's how people function best too. It's just one thing at a time.
1: Exactly, and and I guess one thing I will say that is important too is also clearly state what offer you have. Um, So if you're offering a free low back pain download mini course, say that's what it is, and make sure that it it, it, people can look at the ad and clearly know, oh, this is what I'm getting: back pain voucher, shoulder pain workshop. Just make sure it's really clear in terms of what they're getting, Um, so that way you're called, they're not, you're not saying, Hey, we're going to help you with low back pain here in this workshop. And then it's like a back pain voucher. It's it's not, it's not uh, congruent into that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And I have another question, um, from the audience. I've seen a lot of people ask about yeah. this. So does Facebook flag a ads that say pain? Um, because I know like a lot of people were saying that in some of the different groups earlier this year,
1: the, there are certain like stipulations of things you can, and can't say, um, I use pain in my ads all the time, but you can't make personal attribute uh, comments. So you can't say, are you living with low back pain? But I can say, because uh, I know this because I have ads running now that are like, uh, living with low back pain can be can be a pain. Or, or sorry, living with low back pain can be a drag, can't it? I can say stuff like that, but I can't say, are you living with low back pain? Um, do you want to lose 30 pounds? Uh, do you have shoulder pain? You can't say things like that. but. Remember what I just told you with the, you know, hey, I used to suffer from low back pain and I thought there was nothing else that could help me until I found this solution. Well, this amazing technique that Morgan helped me with was able to help me get out of low back pain so I could enjoy the things that I really love to be able to do. And since then, it's helped everyone that I've known. So that's a way that I can tell a story that is actually going to be more emotionally connected to build a deeper connection. And you don't have to say stuff like, do you have low back pain or attention back pain suffers? That stuff is going to get you flagged for sure.
0: Okay. So like saying something that's like specifically targeting the person, reading it is not good, but you can talk about yourself and like generalize things.
1: Yeah. And, and just and, and like from a title standpoint, you know, do you have low back pain? That's, you know, really direct, but I can say like living with low back pain is a drag. Living with low back pain can be a challenge. Um, you know, we ran a ad for pelvic, uh, I mean, we didn't run them. She ran it, but like a pelvic physical therapist that says like, you know, deal, you know, dealing with, uh, daily leakage is a, is a problem. Like is a problem for thou or hundreds of thousands of Americans, something along those lines that's saying like, do you suffer from leakage? But it's like saying the same kind of concept. Um, and that's a way you can kind of get around it.
0: Okay. And then somebody just asked, so how do you ask a yes question with this issue? But I think that's kind of what you just said, right? Like,
1: so formulate like just reverse on how you could ask the question. So um, if I wanted to say, are you living with shoulder? Are you is is daily shoulder pain stopping you from living your best life? I could say something along the lines, daily shoulder pain can get in the way of living a healthy, active lifestyle. Makes sense. I was struggling with, I struggled personally with shoulder pain and it stopped me from playing volleyball, my favorite sport in the entire world. And as I was going through tons of physical therapy, I didn't know what was going on, how I was going to fix this. But I actually stumbled across this unique physical therapy method called, you know, Morgan's XYZ method. And from that, I got immediate pain relief. And from there, I was able to go back to playing volleyball again and it became so passionate. So I took her XYZ program And I was able to help all of my patients do the same thing. Cool. You'll be okay with that. Sounds good. Until Facebook changed the algorithm. (laughs) Cool, cool. So any questions on that? Attention, connection, and action.
0: Yep, yep. I think we answered all of the audience questions.
1: Got it. So I know we've gotten quite a bit. So let's just maybe check in, tell me what you found most valuable people who are listening to this and maybe Morgan share with me what you found most valuable so far.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think this has been really, really helpful. I, I know that like when I was first like thinking about using ads and like I've run them in the past and they've been like fine because my main objective was just to gain contact information and that happened. So it's fine, (laughs) built my email list and everything. Um, But I feel like I didn't really have a lot of like this background knowledge, you know, and kind of like the theory behind it, and like why I would use certain strategies, I basically just looked up like the how, you know, of what to throw up there and, you know, kind of see what happens. And so I think having this background, the theory, and then you know, the three step strategy that you outlined, along with like an outline for the copy of, feel, felt, found, um, you know, I, that that kind of like checklist, like really resonates with me because I feel like I have an actual plan, um, you know, instead of just trying to like throw up whatever is going to happen. And then I don't even know if it's going to be successful or not.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Any, anyone, any other comments or questions before we go to the um, next stage? I know we Lizette, covered
0: <laughs> Lizette would really like to hear about any book recommendations that you have on marketing and sales.
1: Yeah, um, ask her if she can be more vague. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I actually have like a video where I where I went through a bunch of uh, books in terms of Facebook ads. I haven't really found or I haven't really read a book that sort of like is specific for Facebook ads. But um, if I was going to look at a book for marketing, you're just kind of starting out. Dan Kennedy has one called Direct Response Marketing. It's a really good uh, good starting point.
0: Yeah, and I love Paul Goff.
1: Yeah, Paul, I know he's a student. I've been in, in his programs before too and he's a student of Dan Kennedy um, as well. So yeah, I, I like Direct Response Marketing. Um, Jay Abraham, uh, A, a lot, the reality is, is like a lot of the concepts are the same, um, but it's just like the application. So if you learn the concepts, Then you can buy the Facebook ads, direct mail, newspaper, you know, blimp ads like Goodyear or something, all that type of stuff.
0: Yeah. And the the other marketing book that I love to pieces is called the one page marketing plan. And it like splits marketing plans into like three phases. And then each phase has like three components. And I feel like that one has been really, really valuable. So like when I feel like I'm spinning my wheels or I feel lost and I like don't know where to go, like just going back to that book and thinking, okay, step one target market, like, who am I trying to talk to step two, yeah. you know, just moving through that process. Yeah. It
1: always goes back to kind of the fundamentals. or so the foundations, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Cool. So, um, for the next section here, uh, I'm was looking at, um, going through really like the actual ad setup itself. And this is, it seems simple, but it's one of the biggest errors that people make. Um, so I would say probably one of the biggest areas that I see people make is they boost posts, which is a complete waste of time and money. Don't do that; it's terrible. And the reason why is you have extremely limited targeting options, and you're basically aren't going to get nothing from it. So it's just not a great use of, of of money or time, unless you have hundreds of thousands of people on your business page and 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 you've got a huge ad spend. So if you're Coca-Cola, awesome. If you're not, I probably would not advise doing this because there's better methods. So I'm going to share my screen here and let me know if you can see this. Can you see my screen?
0: Um, Not yet. Um,
1: there we go. Can you there see? There it is. Yep. All right, cool. So I'm just going to move us out of the way and you can see this ad manager.
0: Yep.
1: So the first step that you got to do is set up your ads manager and everything like that. We're going to assume that you've done that. So um, we're not really going to get into the details of like campaigns, ad sets, ads. I've got a little bit of a little bit of that stuff that you guys can research later. So this is just a brand new ad account. So there's nothing distracting anyone from seeing. So what we do is we're going to start our first ad. So we're going to hit create ad. Now, this is the section um, that I want to be able to go over and you can see this thing that popped up here that says choose campaign objective. Mm -hmm. So campaign objective is literally like where most people actually go wrong and they select the wrong one. So if you boosted a post, you already failed. If you got here and you selected anything like brand awareness or reach, that's your second strike. Um, The one that we we really want to understand um, is, is is understanding about what campaign objectives even are. So Facebook is extremely intelligent. Now, if you haven't watched The Social Dilemma, I know a lot of people like hate it and are freaked out and so on. The reality is, is that Facebook is actually tracking you based on what actions you take. So when you're telling Facebook to run a traffic ad, for example, you're telling Facebook to show your ad to people who are most likely to click, not necessarily to take action, but to click. For example, if I show them a video view ad, I'm showing your ad to people who are most likely to watch the video. Now, when you actually set up your ad, there's a learning period, which is five to seven days, which I never, I I never advise someone to change that unless you completely messed up the ad. Um, Because if you turn off your ad or make any changes within the first seven day period, you messed up that learning phase and it's, it's, you're not going to get as much as you need out of it. So where do we start? The ads that I typically use, and the one that I like for majority of cases is conversion ad because a conversion ad basically allows us to, uh, get people who are most likely to convert. So click your ad, go to your landing page, enter their contact information and opt in for whatever your offer is specifically. That means you're going to have a higher quality person coming in because there's more friction in the sales process. They have to go from your ad off of Facebook, going through all of their information that you got on your landing page and opting in and so on. Now, Facebook doesn't quite like that because they want you to keep people on the platform and, less, and more dis, more distracted on their platform and maybe less distracted on yours. I don't know how to word that, but they want the keep people on their platform. So generally you're gonna pay a little bit higher lead cost, but you're gonna get higher quality. Conversion ads, I like them way more. You have more control over them. They are a little bit more to set up because you got to build a landing page and, um, you know, some tracking and that type of stuff. Now, the next one that I'll use is lead gen. So lead generation ads essentially is like a landing page, mini landing page on Facebook. So you actually have a little form that you fill out and it's already pre-filled with all your information that you signed up with Facebook from. So the advantage here is they don't have to leave Facebook. So Facebook likes that. You generally get more people opting in. But you end up getting people who just hastily log uh, opt in and you're going to get a lot of people who are not going to be as good quality or they're not going to remember that they signed up because it took them two seconds to click. Um, and you're not, you're not going to get as much quality, but you're going to get more of it at generally cheaper amounts. Now, depending where you are in your business, this may be positive, it may be negative and so on. If you've got a really good back end system, your CRM, customer relation management software, so automations and that type of stuff you could run lead gen ads and not worry about it so much. If you've got a salesperson or a front desk, someone who can call these people, it's generally, you know, you might run these types of ads. So conversion lead gen ads are primarily the go-to ones that I utilize. Now, with that being said, a lot of people use messenger or messages ads. I personally am not a huge fan of them because the cost per lead and the sales process for, for for friction is better with conversions and lead gen. I have yet to have a messenger ad that beats conversion to lead gen which is why I don't really use them that often. Every so often I go back to try to use them. Um, and they just never outperform the other one. So I don't like using them. The big, def- the big problem with messenger ad is that they're sending them, you're sending them to your page and you have to get their contact information because I could have someone go to my messenger page and I don't have their contact. Whereas with the lead gen or conversion, I might never get in touch with them with a the phone. But I can have them in my email sequence or text sequence automation that stuff. Can't do it in Messenger. There are also other some other issues like you can only contact them with, within 24 hours of opt-in and so on. Personally, I don't like Messenger ads. Um, I don't run them too often. In my course and program, I have a couple examples of ones that I've used. But again, they don't they don't outperform conversions or leads. Uh, so I just use those there. Now, there is other strategy you can use. This one is probably not going to apply for 99% of people, but if you've got everything up and running, then let's say you've got really good conversion ads. You've got good lead gen ads. You've got tons of patient flow coming in, but you want to go the extra mile and you want to build more omnipresence. community, You can create video view ad campaigns. Now this is a bit longer strategy because we want to basically build an invisible list video view ads. The advantages is that people are watching the video. So. If your video is five minutes long, let's say you can actually target people who've watched 50%, 10%, 95%, and so on. So the chances are if someone's watched 50 you know, if they've watched 50% plus of a five-minute video, they're probably pretty switched on to what you've got, uh, what you're offering, or they're probably more interested and more compelled than other people. So the goal here is to build an invisible list, so to speak, of those people who watch it, and then you can retarget those people with a conversion ad later on. So let's say I have a video view campaign that says, Hey, if you've got low back pain, here's the top two exercises you can do. And all it is is like, here's two exercises you can do during the video. You can say, Hey, if you want to get more help, click the button below, go to the website, book a call, whatever. But the goal is actually to not get conversions. This goal is to get people to watch the video so that we can retarget them later. So once we've done this, we can actually target those people and say, Hey, You watched our video on overcoming low back pain. We've got a special offer right now. Click here. The theory is that you're going to build a bigger invisible list. It's super cheap to get video views and you're getting highly qualified people because you're getting rid of all the bottom feeders who didn't actually watch your video who are more than likely not interested in what you have because if they were, they'd watch the video. Um, So that's the overall strategy for that. This is not going to apply to most of the people watching this because we just need to get an actual conversion ad or lead it. We just need to get like an ad that's generating patients right away. But in the future, we could totally use it. All the other ones I pretty much would not use. I do use traffic for retargeting for people who go to my website. Again, if you're starting out, you don't have a profitable ads going up that are predictably bringing you patients in. I wouldn't mess with this. In my course, I go through traffic ads and more complex techniques. But basically, if you can get a good conversion ad going or video view campaign going, you're going to be significantly better off than uh, not having it or using these useless ones over here. So hopefully that made a little bit uh, of sense there. I'm trying to bring us back up. Cool. Can you see me now? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Um, So any questions on that?
0: Um. Let's see, if any of you guys watching have any questions, um, definitely let us know. Um, But I think that that all makes sense to me because I think like that was definitely something when I first started using ads, I was like conversions (laughs) because I think I want that, you know, and I like didn't really understand the difference between all of them. I'm glad that I never did any of the strikes against me once. Um, but yeah, I think that makes sense. And it's really helpful to know like which one you should pick. And you know, like why it'll be most effective and then the video view ads, you know, and when to use those. So I think that's really cool.
1: Exactly. And I know we don't really have time to like go through landing pages and stuff. But like, you know, the goal of really the ad is for a conversion ad, is we need to get someone to go to the landing page, the goal of the landing page is to get the opt in, The goal of the thank you page is to get the person to take the action, whether that's watch the video, book a call, Mm -hmm. schedule an appointment, whatever you have specifically in there.
0: Yeah. And we just got a question. Can you explain the purpose of conversion ad versus lead generator ads?
1: Yeah. So yeah, yeah, conversion ads basically, um, like I mentioned, were ads that allow you to Uh, have higher intent because they leave Facebook and they go to your personal page, whether that's a web page or landing page, whatever. Um, So you have a bit of a better chance to build a bit more preeminence there. They actually have to manually enter their information in, whereas a lead generating ad is a mini landing page on Facebook. They're super fast to set up, but you generally get people who are a little less qualified, but you're able to get more of them. So, you know, there's pros and cons to both of them. I personally would prefer to run conversion ads because I don't want, less necessarily lead gen, just a bunch of random people. Um, cause we get enough people from conversion based ads, but lead ads are a really good way to sort of start without having to build out a landing page. Like if you wanted to run an ad later today, like in, in, when I teach people, I, I usually have them start with lead gen ads cause they're super mm-hmm. easy to set up, you can build mm-hmm. some confidence, you can test some stuff and you don't have to do all these tweets, to landing pages and so on.
0: Yeah, cool. Sounds good.
1: So what are your thoughts on that? What is uh, the biggest takeaway?
0: um there's so much to take away (laughs) um but i think like that's helpful about the lead gen ads you know um especially with having like the landing page right there. And then like just being able to get contact information, I think that's a really good place to start. Cause I think that's another thing that um, people get intimidated by is like, oh, you know, I have to run an ad and then I also have to make a click funnels. What the heck is click funnels? Um, how do I set up lead pages? And like, I have to get something that emails people and all of that stuff. And so like just starting with the lead gen, you know, then you can generate leads <laughs> and, you know, work yeah. on setting up more systems as you go.
1: Yeah. And uh, basically like I've had people, they start with lead ads and they start getting their first leads uh, either later that day or like within the, within a day or so. So it's, it's very simple to set up. So usually just kind of start with lead ads. That's, that's kind of why, um, you know, I, I sort of set up from there. So um, do you want to go in some, into some of the questions?
0: Sure. Yeah. We can and talk about some for, of our. For now
1: I know we went into quite a bit. So,
0: yeah. Uh, in the first
1: section, we've got to understand the function of our ads. You know, attention. Um, so capturing the attention, getting the connection, and getting clear call to action. And then we also want to be able to set up the right campaign objective so that we can achieve those goals and get the uh, get the people to opt in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then it makes your your marketing and your advertising actually produce results, <laughs> exactly. um, instead of just like hoping for the best. Um, we have a question from our audience. Um, will the process within Facebook trigger you to create the conversion page or is that an outside process?
1: So if it's a, uh, Facebook lead generation ad or lead ad, you can, you create the actual, um, page in, in the actual ad manager itself. Um, I know you, you went through the, through the mm-hmm. program. So it kind of makes a little sense, but basically you build it in Facebook. If it's a conversion ad, you actually have to build the, you have to build the page or you're sending them to somewhere else, whether that's your website, which I probably wouldn't advise unless it's like got one call to action on it in like a landing page, or maybe it's a other specific landing page that you have specifically for your offer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, Don, this like I just did this today, actually. It basically you like you create the campaign and then the ad set and then the ad, and then it's inside the ad, right, Brad, that the instant yeah. form is in. Yeah, yeah. And it'll um Facebook will prompt you to create the form that you put like the contact information in.
1: Yeah, for so, sure. And, yeah. and to answer that question too, because that's all I see that on here. It's like, well, what what is campaign and all this stuff? So campaign. I say, think of it like this campaign is like a filing cabinet. So it's where you store all of your files, obviously, um, I thought that was going to be more profound. So filing cabinet, (laughs) where you store your files, campaign, the ad set is like a folder where you store the papers. So there's subsections of these folders there. That's where we do the targeting and the budget. So targeting of the audience, any insights you might want, probably not going to do much for a, you know, brick and mortar or mobile based practice. But if you're doing online stuff, you would potentially. And then the ads, it's the ads is essentially the paper you put into the, uh, the file or the ad set that gets stored in the filing cabinet. So that's the easiest, most simplest way that I can explain that yeah. process um, of how to organize or what those things are basically.
0: Yeah, I think that makes sense. It, like it's a little overwhelming when you're first starting but then you kind of figure it out as you go yeah Um,
1: campaign is your overall objective ad set is the targeting and the uh the targeting and the budget and then the ads itself um you know the slips of paper that go in the file itself is your image your copy or the creative the picture and stuff you're using
0: Yeah, cool. And then this question, would creating a page on your website specifically about this ad be appropriate or should we be using a completely separate landing page that someone couldn't go and scroll around the website anymore? And I think you touched on that before. Yeah,
1: I personally would rather have a landing page that's separate and you could build this on your website. I have pages on my website that are just like landing pages. You can't do anything else. So it's my website, but you can't go to the blog. You can't, you know, call the num- phone number. It's literally just opt-in kind of thing. So, in my opinion, if I'm doing conversion ad, I like to have one call to action. Keep it real, cl- real clear and concise, and making sure that that's, uh, you know, what we're what we're looking at there.
0: Yeah, um, I think that's a really good point. And like, kind of just to speak to my experience, trying to like you so my website right now is hosted on Wix and i i love Wix cuz i can customize everything the way that i want it to but like i've tried creating more than just one landing page like i have one up for one lead magnet right now and i feel like it just kind of like ended up bogging down my website to try to add more and more like lead like our landing pages to it kind of. Um, And like, that's one thing that's really important. If you are trying to drive traffic to your website is you don't want it to take forever to load Um, because people like I know I do, if a website takes like more than two seconds to load, I'm out of there. I am not staying, staying on that website. Um, So that's important to consider too, you know, like you might want to host your website on one platform because you love it or whatever. Like I love Wix, but then it might be a good investment for you to use lead pages or click funnels so that things are just really snappy um, to get your leads and your conversions done. Exactly. Cool. Um, And like you said, a lot less distractions too. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, and then I think like moving into some of our other questions, I think that this, like the first one that we have on our list is really important. Um, And we might have touched on it a little bit at the beginning, but like at what point in your business should you be using ads? Like right away? would you recommend?
1: So yeah, this is, this is, I really say it's contextual. Now mm-hmm. when you should be using your ads, I would say as soon as you're ready and how do you know you're ready? Well, you've got your market, you've got your market uh, dialed in with who you're trying to serve, the problem mm-hmm. that you solve and you have an offer that's converted. So if you have patience and people are and you've tested your messaging, you know who, who that market is and people are buying from you. Then you've got proof of concept. I would use ads for me. I'm a little more aggressive in my marketing campaigns because I want. I don't want to waste time. I want to get up and running, and I would start testing things out right away. That being said, you also need to be realistic with your budget. Um, if you're not willing to spend, I would say at the very minimum like 10, 15 bucks a day, um, then I I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, or you're not willing to invest that much money. Let's say you're not willing to invest 100 bucks in testing a message. Um, then I wouldn't play. I wouldn't play with them to start. The reality is, is that there's so many people who want to start, I want to start $3 or $2. Like you're not getting enough data points to really do anything. And at the end of the day, it's like, if I spend a hundred bucks or 200 bucks as a marketing test, nowhere else are you going to be able to do that. You can't even hire someone in a chicken suit outside to like say, Hey, you know, flip a sign around, Hey, come in like to to get any return. So you I would say in, in the mind part of it is like one you got to have a marketing mindset and you've got to be willing to invest money to be able to test some things out and number two be dialed in with your offer who you're serving in in the right market
0: yeah i yeah i think so i think having that like first kind of like um milestone of you know i picked my audience i have you know pitched my offer and i have made a sale and collected income, you know, then you know you have something that people are interested in. Um, exactly,
1: so I and, and I always just say like follow a, a framework, so that way you know that the ads are going to like convert, and, and you have a less of a chance. Because I know one of the other questions that some people have asked is sort of like, you know, well, how do I set my ad up, and how do I know if it's going to work, and like, how do what, should I hire someone or not? And and I kind of said that like in the beginning, like I really firm believer you should master your marketing first. Because your marketing is one of the most important aspects that really kicks off sales, delivery, everything else. If you don't control your marketing, you don't control your business. So I'm a huge proponent of being able to control your marketing and understanding it first. Because no agency you hire is going to deep dive and understand all the intricacies right. that you do or care as much. And uh, it's a really bad mistake. I've, I've experimented with agencies before. It never It's never worked out or they never beat the control of what I was able to do. So you should really learn and master them yourself. So you have really complete control and confidence. And then over time you can end up hiring a marketing assistant. So I hired a marketing assistant to help me like execute. I would do the strategy and say, these are the things we want to do here, do these ads and like test these images and like what kind of report back to me on that and, and even at doing over seven figures, like a, a million four, I would still wouldn't hire someone else to do it. I have a marketing assistant and I would really rather control that marketing um, aspect for it.
0: Yeah. I, you know, and I think that's a really good point because like, it's also, it's like one, you know, it's your, your name and your reputation on the line, you know? And so like, you have to have some control over that, you know, at some level, like you want to be putting out a message that is true and genuine to you and not just like whatever somebody comes up with. And then like the other thing is that if you are going to hire somebody to do it for you, you have to be able to explain what it is that you want and the results that you're looking for.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You got to have that control over the beginning. It's not something you want to delegate out. It's I've seen heard too many disaster stories and it definitely is uh you know a big challenge. So
0: yeah. Um question here when Facebook is calculating your ad spending does it cost more when you add more locations and target demographics
1: no it, basically your ad spend is related to the results or whatever you're getting so if I'm optimizing for conversions I, my ad spend is based on conversions. so you can have more locations more demographics I generally like to split test those um, to like try to see what job's going. I don't like too many data points. We didn't really go into much of the setup. We'll kind of show you a little bit like in the, uh, you know, program that Morgan and I have like to kind of explain like the setup for stuff. Um, but no, it, it all that's going to do is it's going to get more data points, but if you don't segment it to so like test men, women, this location, um, you know, and that type of stuff, then you're not going to know, it's going to give you less insight. So I like to split those things up.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a really good point because then you like, you can know right off the bat, you know, like who's looking at my ads, you know, so then you can retarget them or put more money into a certain demographic as well.
1: Yeah. And you also know what images and what ads are pulling and what, what people are more attracted to and in different populations and so on. Cause a 25 year old person is going to respond differently than a 55 year old and so on male and female. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that was another question that I know other people had about kind of like evaluating the results of an ad campaign is like, what metrics should we be looking at? <laughs> like, what are the important numbers like in the table on the ads manager? And one person specifically asked um, about like the percent click rate, like what is a good click through rate to look for?
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of like, to ask those is, is difficult because there's multiple points that you need to look at. Um, and like in in my like Facebook ads program, I have like a, a template. I don't know if you've got to it yet, where it actually like shows you the deliverables and like what you need to be tracking and how much ROI and stuff you get. So I generally track performance and clicks uh, for most ads, but I, I actually take the numbers and I put them into a spreadsheet. I'll show you what that looks like in a sec. So that way you can actually track um, what your return on investment is because I don't really care what my click through rate is if no one's converted. What mm-hmm. the numbers really mean once you, you kind of understand what the numbers are, it's, it tells you where your ad is breaking down. So is your ad really good, but your landing page sucks, or is it that your offer sucks and no one's opting in the numbers will tell you what that is. So I less worry less about like what a click through rate is or one specific number, I need to know all of them. And I kind of say, this is an example of like, hey, if you come to me with shoulder pain and all I do is like a speeds test, I might, there might be other things that are going on. I need more information, um, you know, a painful arc or I don't know, pick whatever SOT you want or testing you want. I need more information to be able to determine Mm -hmm. what's going on, the same thing with ads. So totally gotta be able to track stuff. Um, Don't get too caught up in the numbers. I've sort of like, refine them down. But ultimately at the end of the day, it's like, are you making money in the campaign or not? You need to try.
0: Right.
1: No one cares about your click rate. If you get $0 return.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess like you could have like a really low click through rate, but if you're hitting like the revenue targets that you want, it's successful. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And it might not be your ad. It might be your sales process is not great. And I've had that before too. I spoke Mm -hmm. with a guy who's getting over 200 leads a month on Facebook and uh his he's converting like i don't know six percent or something and i was like dude you have no follow-up sequence you have no conversion your sales process sucks like it's basically like hey book directly into my schedule well there's no value being built there we changed a yeah. couple of things and the guy went from he, he ended up getting a little less leads because we had to be a little more refined with his ad um mm-hmm. but he ended up having way more return i think he's breaking almost twenty thousand bucks where before he was being, doing two to three thousand dollars minus ad spend Um, Just because we were able to tweak and refine some, some of the campaign um, in the sales process. So, you know, it's really important to to note that as well.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's really cool. And that's why it's really important to have a plan about what you're going to do with ads, um, you know, and make them effective. And then last kind of question here, how long should you run an ad for?
1: So there's two ways to answer that. Number one is if it's working, run it forever and put more money behind it. If, it stops, <laughs> if it's not working, turn it off. Um, so if I like to say if there's seven, seven days, I like to just leave ads as is. I don't like to change them. I don't like to do anything for seven days, unless it you messed it up massively. It's a man ad and, and it's a picture of a woman and it's the wrong. You mess something up there just <laughs> turn it off and start a new one. If you change anything within seven days, It's going to mess up the algorithm, the learning phase, and you're going to get less conversions or whatever you're trying to opt up for. So just don't, you have to commit to whatever it is. If it's 10 bucks a day for seven days, it's $70 that you need to test. Um, Just commit to that and don't change it. After that point, I keep them running forever. So I have ads that will run forever because they just keep working. What I generally do is I add and scale that budget to get more leads to the point that you're kind of able to turn on the faucet to what's, what's capacity for you. Um, if the ad is not pulling all of a sudden, so maybe it's kind of slow or the, it's not converting well, then, you know, turn it off potentially there's ebbs and flows too. So there might be times where, Hey, you're used to getting 20 leads per month on this one. And it's down to 10. There's, there's no problem with that. I had one guy call me and he's like freaking out cause his ads normal. I think he was getting a cost per lead on a package that was somewhere around like 30 bucks and he called me one time and it was around $85 or 65 bucks or something like that. And he's like, dude, my ads are like bombing and whatnot. And I ran it through this calculator and I was like, well, you can afford to spend up to like, I don't know, 90 bucks a leap. So you're still getting them on sale. So there's ebbs and flows. You know, there's uncertainty in the world. Like it is what it is. So what do I do? Put more money behind it because it's working, basically. So it's important to like have a contextual plan and also be able to know your numbers. So that way, you know, if your ad is like working or not. This guy, until it hits 90 bucks, don't worry, just keep going. And eventually it started coming back down. So don't ever freak out, uh, know your numbers. You can use a spreadsheet, um, and it'll help you from there.
0: Awesome. Cool.
1: Never set um... ads with the end date ever. That's a terrible idea where it's a hundred dollar budget. Leave it open all the time because you don't want that ad to be amazing. And then it ends and then you got to redo it again and it messes up the algorithm and everything. Just never do those ads.
0: Yeah, because like you can, I mean, if you hate it and change your mind, you can always go in and change like turn it off too.
1: Yeah, part of the strategy that I teach too is like if you got a really good ad, try to beat it. So if you got a good ad that's doing well, the image is the first thing. Okay, cool. Maybe change the copy, maybe change the headline. Change one thing and, and see if it see if it works. Don't change it on that ad, duplicate the ad and then start a new one, but see if you can get it to beat it. And that's partly what you you always want to do as as a strategy as well.
0: Cool. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for all this good information. It was really helpful.
1: Awesome, I'm glad that it helps. Any more questions we can get to?
0: Um, We haven't had any pop up in the chat, and, but looking at our list, I feel like we cruised through most of the things that are on here. Um, So Yeah, hopefully it'll be helpful for everybody here. I took away a lot. I, you know, like Brad mentioned, we're going to talk a little bit about the course that he has and I'm halfway through it already. And like, still like our masterclass tonight was really helpful for me. (laughs) Um, so I know that you guys will definitely benefit from his course, learning from him. Brad has a ton of really good information.
1: Yeah, for sure. And um, I can uh, show you guys a little bit into it. So that way, if there's any questions, it'll maybe give you guys some context. Um, and uh, Morgan, Morgan and I sort of been talking for a little while. She says there's a lot of people who want to learn Facebook ads. Um, and in the spirit of Black Friday, I was like, cool, let's come in here. Let's drop some knowledge. And if there's anyone <laughs> who wants to take advantage of a special offer, I've got my profitable ads, uh, profitable Facebook ads for healthcare practitioners um, program um that you know you can take advantage of and i've got a couple spots open for black friday um where it's a discounted rate um from the regular so i'll just kind of share my screen back in here again and just give you guys a little rundown so this can you see it here there we go
0: yeah and then if you can um like zoom in on the spreadsheet a little bit that would be helpful let
1: me see can you see this here yes Cool. So this example, the spreadsheet that I just pulled up because I figured it would be good to give context, but basically yeah. these are numbers that we would go through in the course. There's one module that goes into exactly how much money you're making and where your ad is actually breaking down. Don't worry about the numbers too much, but just know that you've got one of these resources in here. So um, the membership site, basically what you'll be able to get is you'll have a private Facebook group where you can ask any questions you want um, and navigate through this course material into there. Um with that being said, you've got different modules here that are from the foundation, some of the concepts that we talked about, like how to set up your business manager and Pixel, um, how to really set yourself up for success, but also understanding like lead flow and some of the other more foundational concepts that we talked about. And that goes into is and you know getting the stuff. Then you know the more sexy stuff that people like to get into is like the actual ads itself. So I give you guys a bunch of different types of ads. So I go through the overall objective of like how to set up the ads, what the frameworks look like, and then I actually give you some different swipe files. So these are ads that I've actually utilized myself. Um, and in the videos, I go through like breaking down exactly how I use these types of ads and what the purpose is for them. And you're more than welcome to kind of swipe it. Obviously, you know, change the ad, the name of your business and so on. So um, with that, you've also got a vault. So the vault has other things like how to create um, templates and uh, lead magnets, and all this other stuff in there. So, really put together the program to help people with a step by step process to understanding the overall components of successful ads uh, from a foundational standpoint, as well as being able to give you the practical stuff of exactly how to use these ads, um, ads that I've actually used that I've had really good success with. And I explain why they work and giving you the swipe files to be able to do. In terms of landing pages, you also have the swipe files for the landing pages. So that also saves a lot of time, which is super helpful. So if anyone's interested in being able to take advantage of that, I'll um, leave a link below with Morgan, and uh, you guys get that special discount. The program's normally nine ninety seven, and for Black Friday we've got twelve spaces for one ninety seven. So if you want to take advantage of it, you've got that opportunity there. But um, either way, super excited to be able to share some of this stuff with you guys. Um, and if you have any questions, uh, you know, love to be able to reach out if you need help with your messaging and getting targeted and all that stuff, I know Morgan's got more than enough resources to be able to help <laughs> you facilitate that.
0: Yeah, awesome. awesome. Thank you, Thank so, you much, so much, Brad. Brad. This was super super helpful. Yeah, and I I know this is going to benefit a lot of people in here, um, because a lot of the the group members right now, just like myself, are definitely more beginners, and I feel like this having this kind of structure was like exactly what I was looking for about six months ago. So, um, this is great, and thank you so much for being here.
1: No problem. I really appreciate it, and uh, let me know if you guys have any other questions. And just remember, I just kind of before we sign off, it's like really, it's not as scary or as daunting as it can be but you really just want to have that strategy and having a framework. And even though you're a beginner, if Facebook ads can be an exponential way to grow your business, but you really want to make sure that you're you know, applying some strategy and some framework and some intent behind what you're doing. So that way you're you're able to take advantage and make sure you get the most bang for your buck.
0: Cool, awesome, great. Well, let's end on that note. And yeah, like Brad said, if you guys have any questions, um, feel free to leave a comment below, uh, we'll get back to you. And then uh, Brad and I will work together to leave that link down below if you guys want to grab the course. Cause like having a walkthrough to build these things is great, <laughs> it's really helpful. Um, so yeah, cool. Thanks so much. All right, have a good night, everybody. Right, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I am honored to be a part of this community and it is my hope that by spreading the stories of clinicians just like you who wanted something more and went after it, it will inspire you to create the life and career that you dream of and that you work so hard for. If this sounds like you and you're ready to get your business off the ground, please find me on Facebook in the cash-based healthcare entrepreneurs group or on my website at morganmeese.com. I would love to speak with you. And you can also find me on Instagram at Dr. So who do you want to hear from next? Or would you like to be featured on this series? Please email me at morgan@thewellphysio.com. I'll talk to you guys soon.